Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Abby. This is your host. My name is Abby, and I'm excited to be here today. I've restarted this episode. This is my second time recording this because I just can't focus very well right now. I've had interview after interview because I, I okay, my mom got mad at me because I said in like a couple episodes ago that I got fired. I didn't get fired. I they're basically doing cuts because I'm the only one that doesn't work in the same state as them because I've been working remote for a long time and they want everyone to be in the same state. So if I move, wanted to move to Utah, I could go there and work for the same company, but I don't want to move to Utah, so I'm going to stay here. However, because I am staying here, I need to find another job, hopefully one that's remote because I think if it's nine to five and not remote, I will be exhausted. I don't know how I'll show up to the podcast, but a lot of people do it, so we'll see how it goes. I'm unfortunately a decent interviewer, and that's because I do a ton of studying, a ton of research on the business, a ton of research on, honestly, myself and my experience and what I go over what I should say, and not just like trying to be fake about it, but really like what would what will I remember when they ask a question because it's actually true and Sometimes, though, you need to remind yourself of your past experience. Ugh, I'm so boring right now. That's what that's what I've been doing, and it's it's not very fun, and it's definitely everyone's least favorite favorite part of being um, alive and being a human being is when you're trying to find a job and you have to interview and edit your resume and make cover letter, cover letters and be like, oh, I love oh I love this company. Hopefully, no one's listening to this that I'm trying to get a job with, but. There's just nothing worse than having to talk about yourself and try to sell yourself professionally. It's, well, okay, that sounded, that did not sound good. Yeah, I just hate interviews. I hate the whole process. I hate sending in emails. I hate filling in your information over and over again. And I've used all the apps and it doesn't make it easy. Well, it does make it easier, but still there's a lot of, anyways, it's just, it is not I'm tired. Me, tired. Me, very, very tired. Me, need nap. Me, no get nap today. Me, woman. Why me have to work? Me, don't know. Ugh, it's really just reconfirmed how much I would love to just be a stay-at-home mom. But a woman must work in this, in this economy. Anyways, I'm excited. I'll let you guys know how that goes, I guess. Well, maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Anyways, my sister's pregnant. She announced on her Instagram. So woohoo! I'm gonna get another little baby and I'm very excited. I don't think she re revealed the gender yet. I know the gender of her baby and you don't and you won't for a long time. I actually don't know if she announced what she's having yet, but I'm very excited to have another little baby to hold and to cuddle up to and to love on. I'm obsessed with babies now. I never really was a like a baby. That sounds weird, like a baby person. 
because I never really had my own family's baby to love, but it's way different now, I've realized. She has definitely stepped into the role of being pregnant, though, and being um, uh, very much an older sister, I guess, is the word. Very B-O-S-S-Y and B-R-A-T-T-Y. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's a great sister, whatever. Sheesh. But she is my sister and she's my older sister. So unfortunately, I have made a fool of myself again. And I I was at the park with my nephew and he was playing with trucks. While he was playing with the trucks, this l- other little kid comes in and he kind of takes one of the trucks away. At first, my nephew was like, what the heck? But he was like sweet about taking it away anyways. And I was like, that's okay. We can share. And the the nanny or the mom came up and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And telling the kid to give the truck back. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay. He has like 20 million trucks. What is up with the 20 million? What is up with the 20 million? If you, if you haven't listened to my previous episode that talks about this, let me give you a recap. I have a weird thing that I do that I don't do consciously or on purpose, but whenever I have to say that something costs a lot or that they have a lot of something, I I don't just say like, yeah, he has like 50 of them or an accurate number. I say something in the billions, millions, probably trillions. And I did it before at Sprouts. Someone was like, oh, it's a good discount. They're usually so expensive. And then I said, yeah, they usually cost $50 billion. And I, I found a pattern that usually once I say that, you know, when I highball it, um, that's usually when the conversation dies down or when it ends, you know, when the other person just goes silent. Unfortunately, I did do that again. And it was just as embarrassing as the first 20 times I've done it. I don't know why I do it. I think I just like the drama of it. I'm going to get into what we're talking about for the actual episode later. But for now, we're just doing, I'm just doing life updates. Unfortunately, Recently, I have felt incredibly inflamed and puffy. I feel as though I've gained 50 pounds. I think I've probably only gained a couple pounds. That's kind of discouraging, but I think it's just because I've eaten a ton of sugar, like a ton of sugar the past couple of weeks. And I normally don't eat sugar throughout the week. I only eat it on the weekends. I don't know why. It just has felt like I've eaten sugar all the time. And every time I eat sugar like that, I feel so puffy. People probably wouldn't even notice or maybe people do. I just feel huge and it's not it's not comfortable. I don't feel healthy. I feel very unhealthy. So I'm going to have to stop eating the sugar throughout the week and only eat it on the weekends and just be better to my body in that way. But sugar is probably one of the hardest things to kick for me. I love candy and I don't eat a lot of it. But the past couple of weeks, for some reason, I feel like there's always like a cake I have or I have someone's candy or something happened and I have this in my fridge and So when I'm like, oh, I don't want to cook anything. I just eat that. It's so terrible. So bad for me. But, you know, we're all human. We all do it every once in a while. And I don't think there's anything bad with eating chocolate or candy. But I just don't like eating it throughout the week because it replaces like actually good nutritious meals for me, which is not good. So that's a random fact about my health. Another thing that's random is I have been painting more. I used to paint years ago for like every single day consistently and I actually got pretty good but it's been a while for me since I've done it consistently again so I'm kind of getting back into it because I want to set up a couple paintings in my new studio and I want to paint them but every one that I've done I hate and I can't pick a theme I can't pick a style that I want to do that would look cute in my apartment 
And so now I have two unfinished projects. And of course, I just went and bought a third one, like a third canvas at Goodwill. So now I have three unfinished canvases with no, no end in sight for them. I just jump from one thing to the next. It's very hard for me to just do one thing. And with my paintings, um, and uh, I also drew a stupid little, so stupid. It's just a stupid little ghost painting that I drew for Halloween. Two seconds. Not impressive. I know, you're not impressed. I'm not impressed with myself either. I really want to get good at painting or and drawing. I like, I like that stuff, but I'm not, I'm not naturally gifted. So it kind of makes me have a love-hate relationship with painting and drawing. But it's a good uh, thing to... I love it though. So I'm not going to stop doing it just because I'm not that good. But I will, keep, I will keep going. And you guys will see. Oh, don't you see? If you doubt me, just wait 25 years. I'll be able to draw the perfect anime character with very uh, simple features and basic hair. Back to what I said at the beginning about interviewing... I physically cringe after every single interview I've had. I cannot help myself. I physically cringe. Specifically the past two that I've had. I literally will scream cringe. Like, bleh. Like, bleh. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Like, just weird. It's like I get a burst of energy and I have to just scream or cringe or say something right after the call ends to get the weird cringy energy out of my body. Okay, that's it for my life updates. I'm very excited to get into the main topic and the main meat of the episode, which is let yourself be happy. I feel kind of hypocritical talking about this today because I've been so hard on myself today. Life is so up and down that I feel sad for an hour and a half. The next three hours, I'm euphoric. You know, I'm very excited about life. I feel very confident and I feel happy and filled and, you know, all, and all of that stuff. But then the next day, something small or big could happen. Then I'm right back to being sad. And I think there's, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just a part of life. And I've learned to just flow with that. But I think sometimes we don't let ourselves be happy. We don't give ourselves permission to enjoy the good times and enjoy what we have and enjoy what we are and enjoy who we're with because we're worrying or we just feel guilty for being happy almost. I think it's normal to feel guilty. I think especially now with everything going on in the world and there's so much violence and hatred and all this yucky stuff going on and it is really sad. So if you have a pretty cushy life, I think it's normal to feel guilty. Not that that means you're doing anything wrong though, but I think that guilt is is kind of just like a healthy way of just being like, I know that I'm lucky and I'm and I'm so grateful and it's a chance to be grateful and to do as much as you can to help in whatever way you can with whatever's around you. But I think chronic guilt and chronically not letting yourself enjoy what you have just totally impedes the enjoyment of your life and makes life feel very meaningless. I've learned how hard it is to trust in happiness and trust in good feelings because I've been so attached to bad feelings lately. Just And when I feel something good, I'm so scared of it leaving that it almost leaves faster. 
I don't know. I'm like, maybe I just need to, when those emotions come and when I feel good or peaceful or just calm and I'm not worrying about anything and my OCD sometimes just kind of is kind of gone and I've just learned to not click into the thoughts and go that path, but it almost creates more stress to just let myself be happy. So I've worked on giving myself permission to be peaceful and to be happy just because I'm happy or just because I'm and and joyful and happy feel different to me but I think letting myself be grateful and joyful helps me be kinder to people helps me be more grateful and actually want to help other people more when I've noticed that I don't ever let myself be happy even in happy moments I'm so resentful towards other people who are happy. I'm resentful towards good situations and I'm just, you know, a bitter poopy pants. But when I let myself be happy and when I let go of this need to be almost cynical because it's either protects me or I think that it's responsible to be cynical, but it's really not. Giving yourself permission to be happy just totally change your perspective because then when the sad times come honestly I can feel the sadness more and it it helps my emotions just keep flowing if that makes sense I've also just been so hard on myself recently this past week I'm also PMSing so that could be it as well I have been so hard on myself recently where I've been thinking how I'm feeling everything like every aspect of my life i think that I'm failing in sometimes. I struggle to allow people to love me as is being imperfect. I feel really guilty when people love me because I'm like, well, I'm not perfect. You know, like I will probably do something that hurts you and I'll probably do something that's frustrating or annoying and not funny. And I'm really insecure about that. There's so many people in my life that already, it's not like they don't know that. Do you know what I mean? It's really stupid of me to think that they don't know that already, but it's just because I've been extra hard on myself and I don't allow myself to really be loved in the way that I deep down know that I deserve to be loved. So just been super hard on myself and I just think I never try hard enough and I feel like I'm not improving. I've struggled a lot with being, I don't know, like very rigid almost in my way of thinking and I just felt like I wasn't getting better at that. I was really discouraged this week because I just was scared that I have made no improvement on anything and I was kind of beating myself up for it but I was anyway so I went to a coffee shop because I love I love working at coffee shops you will catch me going to coffee shops to work probably three times a week because I like the vibe I get so much work done because there's an ambiance And there's people, but I don't have to talk to them and they don't talk to me. So I just get to put on my headphones, not even listening to music a lot of the time. And I just focus and get a bunch of stuff done. I was at the coffee shop and I open up my laptop. I'm working. I'm trying to prepare for an interview that I had a couple of hours, which by the way, they did not ask me a single question that I had prepared for. So of course, that's how it went. I'm in a horrible, I was in a, okay, I'm in a, I'm in a wishy-washy mood. I've been real wishy-washy today. But I opened my notes app to write some notes in there. And I see this note that just says, things I need to work on for my relationship. Any conversation that we have that he wants me to work on something or focus on something so that we both can be happier in the relationship. I have horrible memory and I love him, but I need to write it down so I can look at it or else that will just go like right over my head. But I want to work on it. 
And that was a long time ago that I had written that down. And I forgot that I had that in there, of course. But I was looking through what I had written down. The first one was, I'm not going to go through all of them, but the first one was cuddle more and just be more like physically affectionate. Not in that way, not in that way, but I've just never been good at receiving physical touch or expressing through hugs or cuddles. I don't know if that's just something I'm not used to and I don't really care that much about or if there's a reason for that. I don't know, don't care, but I just don't love physical touch that much. But he's a big physical touch guy. So after reflecting on if I've actually been better at that, I can fully, I can fully say I have tried so much harder and I've been so much better at cuddling, at being the first one to initiate cuddling or we're not married, so nothing crazy, but I've been just way more, I feel, affectionate towards him. It still might not be exactly what he's wanting or the perfect amount, but I know I have been so much better and at least have allowed myself to soften my heart to do that more and take initiative instead of just pushing him away. So that made me feel a lot better because I was able to actually see that I have improved. And then the other note was not taking everything so personally. And that one for sure I have been better at because I used to take everything that he used to say would trigger me. I mean, some things still do, but they would trigger me and I would just listen to that and I would get so defensive. I'd be so angry with him. I'm like, he's just like everyone else and he's gonna blah, 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 blah. And I wouldn't listen to what he's saying and just take everything personally. And I have improved on that so much. And again, not perfect and I still sometimes do, but it's so much less than it used to be. And that's the goal, right? Is like, None of us are going to be perfect, so it's just getting better and better and better. I felt so much more at peace in our relationship because of just trying these small things. I needed to see that so that I was able to show myself and prove to myself, like, you actually do what you say you're going to do, and you're not perfect at that, but if someone wants you to work on something, you will work on something, and... That's just an example of how hard we can be on ourselves if we're not focusing on things we've actually improved on because we're still focused on what we could be and where we could be eventually. But the sweet the sweet person that you are now, you're trying your best. You are, I promise, you are trying your best and you're doing so good. There's probably a part of you that hates being talked to like that because it sounds like I'm talking to you as a kid, which is not the intention it's just from one person to another and maybe you're more of a gentle person, like a gentle spirit or sensitive, but I think everyone needs to know that they're doing their best and that they're doing a really good job because I actually think that's what motivates me to do better and get the results that I actually want rather than, you know, the opposite and just being mean to myself. Oh, so I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful I saw that note because I probably would have just kept bagging on myself, but that gave me I feel like that was God's way of saying you're being so hard on yourself and you're doing fine. And it was just comforting because I just always feel like I'm one step away from losing everything that I care about. That's probably OCD. Every once in a while, I have a hard day where I just feel like everything comes crashing in, as we all do. And the other day, that was that was it for me. <laughs> and 
uh, I don't know, it just made me think how hard probably everyone listening is on themselves and just everyone. I think it's beautiful that we have an innate want and desire to be better, to do, to work hard, to be, to be better, and to work on things, to help others, to help ourselves. But when there's no self-compassion and no allowing us to just be as we are now too, that is just going to be miserable, you know, and that's just exhausting because I don't think we were created to just be guilt tripped the whole time. And I don't think we were created just to be worker bees, I believe. And what I felt is that, you know, we were created, we were created to be loved. It's hard to accept that because there's so much craziness, it feels like, and there's a lot going on all the time, which is why I really believe in just being more gentle with ourselves and sometimes just not making ourselves too busy to not be able to feel that as we are, we are enough already and we are loved as we are. Some people hear you are enough now as in you should never change anything and you're perfect as you are. That's not what I mean by you are enough. I think when I say to people, when I would teach yoga and I'd say, you know, these um, mantras or these affirmations at the end of at the end or the beginning or the middle of class or whenever, I would say you are enough in this moment. You don't need to change anything. You don't need to change anything. And I think that was really hard for people to sit with because we do have a part of us that really does want to work on ourselves and change and do better. But then we have this other part of ourselves that that's so exhausted because if we're not giving ourselves that love and that compassion and that gentle like slowing things down and we're okay to just be sometimes, then that part of us that's working on ourselves is going to get burnout. You know what I mean? That's how it feels for me at least. You're already enough as you are, as you were created to be loved, to be supported, to be helped, to create, to love all of those things, just don't be too hard on yourselves like I am sometimes. And if you are, then join the club and we'll learn together. <laughs> I have, I've actually been so much better though with that. It's, it's always been a thing I've struggled with, but I have seen improvement on my end from being, on being more compassionate to myself. But I fall into the same old habits every once in a while. Usually when I'm PMSing, unfortunately, that I get very hard on myself and beat myself up a little bit. Or a lot of it. You're not irresponsible for being happy in happy moments. You're not irresponsible for being at peace and letting yourself not worry. You know, I think worrying doesn't equal caring about something. Sometimes I see people say stuff like that and I, I get it, you know. But I also, I don't know, I think just for me, it makes my life so much more peaceful and joyful when I when I don't think worrying equals caring about something. I mean, worry is inevitable and everyone's going to worry about some things every once in a while. But I think for me, my faith just really helps with that. If you're not sure how to be more to be kinder to yourself or be less harsh and less hard on yourself, I think a really good way is to like physically hug yourself. I did that a lot. I still do that a lot. And it's almost like gentle parenting yourself. I mean, I had great parents, but I think still as an adult, there's just, you have different parts to you and there's still some that even if it wasn't from your childhood and it's from adulthood that are a little bit brokenhearted and damaged and that's okay. I think it's a good thing to gentle parent or just comfort that part. 
I think hugging yourself physically, giving yourself a hug and saying, like, I know this is hard and I know you feel like you've done nothing good and you feel as though everything's falling apart and I know it sometimes feels that way and things get frustrating, but do you remember when you used to be this way and now you're not that way? Yeah, hug yourself, tell yourself that you're okay and you have your back. Like I always tell myself I have your back. I literally say I have your back. I'm here. And just saying I'm here, I think allows for feelings for me to come up and they feel safe. They feel like they can come and they can leave. And another great way is just to kind of what I did is to write down things you're working on so that later on you can see if if you've accomplished that, if you haven't, okay, you know what? That's okay. We've all taken steps backwards in our lives, but you know what? I promise you somewhere in your past, you were able to step up and change something, start different habits, and everyone's able to restart at any moment. Just keep restarting. Don't give up on restarting. Give yourself affirmations, writing down notes, things you're working on so you can go back and see what you've accomplished. I think also you can ask people around you who love you and who know what you struggle with and have seen you overcome things. You can ask them and tell them, hey, I'm really struggling because I feel like I don't do anything right and everything I do fails and they will, I promise you, they'll have something to say about that and help you. But you should learn to try to do that as much with yourself as you can. So don't be hard on yourself. You're not too much. You're not more broken than anyone else. You know, we're all broken. If you mess up, if you disappoint yourself, pick yourself back up and just do baby steps. You got this. Okay, okay, all done with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a Dear Abby. And then I do have a call today, an interview that I will do for a job live on my podcast. (laughs) I'm kidding. Dear Abby, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. I listen to it on my way to school and work, and it's been a big help to me, um, someone who struggles with OCD and anxiety myself. Um, But I did have a question for you. Um, One, do you ever feel like, I don't know, at least for me, let me start this with saying this. For me, my compulsion is confessing. Um, So I confess a lot of my thoughts, but do you ever feel like sometimes you become really anxious about not just like your thoughts and like your things that are going up in your head, but actual actions that you have? Um, For me, I struggle a lot with confessing my thoughts, but also having to confess like my actions if I didn't do or say something or act in a certain way. Um, And how do you overcome that? So. Anyway, I've been really struggling, but your podcast has helped. So I appreciate that. Thanks. Okay, that's a great question. Um, I'm trying to think of a good answer because this is tricky. And I'm not a therapist, just as a reminder. I am not a therapist. So this is just my own personal experience. I have never struggled really badly with confession to where that's my main compulsion is to confess But I have struggled with it in the past when I was younger, I think. And I did it when I had really bad relationship OCD. I would tell my mom and my sister and about my relationship and is it normal to think this way? And sometimes I think 
about I for for a while my body made it feel like I was repulsed by my boyfriend and that was so confusing because I was like what like why am I why am I repulsed by him (laughs) I mean to be fair he is a guy so sometimes they can be repulsive but it was actually extremely like painful to the point where I couldn't even look at him sometimes and I would just try to avoid and I would confess that because I felt so bad and I didn't trust myself enough to just trust that whatever decision I make will be out of good judgment and the best that I can do and to trust that that's okay. I didn't I didn't trust that. So I needed to confess in order to get that. Sometimes not even to get reassurance to get them to say, oh, that's normal. It was just to get it out there. You know, it, it, I didn't always actually need reassurance. It was mostly just so I could get it out there. So I felt like I could move on from it. And I, I've learned now that that I don't actually need to do that in order to move on from something and to know if it's real or if I should be concerned about it or not. I just, you, you start to gain through therapy. I've started to gain just trust with myself and a great way is just exposure. Obviously that's the golden standard, golden treatment, whatever for OCD. So whenever you feel like you have an urge and you think this time is different or, well, maybe this is an OCD because I've always had this, like this thought or, you know, this concern or something, just sit with that. And, and if that's really hard, because if this is something that's, you know, very, very hard and is really engraved, then something I do with my compulsions that are hard something that I did when my compulsions were harder to avoid, and I sometimes still do this when OCD tries to latch again, is I say, okay, that's a that's a great point. You know, that's a great thing. Maybe I should confess this and maybe I do need to get this off my chest in order to move on. But I'm going to do it in two days. I'll do it in two days. And then you move on. And then you do whatever you were doing. Or you get busy with something else. Or maybe if it's really heavy, you just sit with that and you don't say a word. But that was really helpful for me was just to almost put off the rumination or put off the confession. And then when it comes back and it's, you know, been two days, you think, okay, no, no, no. I'm going to do it in two more days. And for me, that was helpful just to put space in between, you know, when my compulsions would happen. So that way it just gets longer and longer and it has less and less control over you and it's less and less a focus. And then I think another thing was when I struggled with confessing to church leaders about things that I had done, I always thought about, well, I left out this detail. Maybe this detail is really important. Or, I oh, well, I didn't say this right, so I have to go back and tell him this and this detail. And maybe he wouldn't have said what he said if, I, if he knew about this, like, small, tiny detail or something. And I looking back... I didn't know it was OCD, but looking back, that's what it was because I kept going back and back and back because I would feel, I'd go home and I'd feel good. But then a couple of days later, I'd be like, no, there's still something wrong. It didn't take that feeling away. So I need to go back. If I were to, if that were to happen to me again, well, I don't think I'd fall for it, first of all, because now I know what it is. But I'd also probably internally just say to myself, maybe, maybe I'll have to feel like this forever and maybe I will. Maybe I will feel guilty or maybe I will feel like I'm not a good enough person and feel shame my whole life. And maybe I'll feel this way my whole life. 
but I'm just going to assume maybe this is OCD, and so I'm not going to give it any energy right now. That's all I can think of right now for confession. What really helped me was making voice memos for myself, and one of them was like, I used to ruminate a lot about just like really crazy questions that I had, and I'd always say, you will never, I'd be like, hey, if you're listening to this, then you're tempted and maybe you've already started a rumination and you're thinking about this and you're trying to find all these answers. And I'm just here to tell you, you will never figure it out. You will never, ever, ever figure it out. Okay, so there's no point in trying. There's no point in trying to figure it out. You will never get to where you your brain wants you to get. And that's even saying that I get stressed out again, because that's not fun to hear. Your brain, our brains don't like that. That's the whole point. But that, but sitting with that like spike of anxiety is where we will find peace eventually. Easier said than done. I know. Thank you so much for the question. I love when you guys uh, send voicemails in so I can hear you. Uh, I am running out of Dear Abby questions though, so please send them in. You guys can also text them to the number. They're oh, it, the number is always down in the description of each episode. And I don't have it memorized off the top of my head right now, but I think it's like nine, eh, whatever. But it's always on the episode notes. So you guys can text that number. You can call and leave a voicemail. Either or. But I would love a voicemail. Okay, you guys, guess what time it is. It's time to invite one of my dearest frenemies onto the show today. So let's give a round of applause to my brother Clay. I told him I was calling, so he should know that this is happening. Hello? Hey. What's up? That doesn't even sound... You sound different on the phone than you do when we play Apex. I thought I called the wrong number for a second. Oh. Well, I mean, I don't know. Um, Different mics. Well, you're officially on the podcast, so... Round of applause for Clay, everyone. I'll insert a sound. Just kidding. I actually don't know how to do that yet. Uh, okay, so usually <clears throat> how this works is I'll ask you a question that someone asked me, but the last question was about OCD specifically, so I don't think that's your area of expertise, so I'm just going to ask not. you different questions, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. Okay, just so everyone knows, Clay is my older brother, and uh, he is my... The only brother that wants to spend any time with me and play Apex with me, so. I just have no one else to play with. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I'm just joking. Uh, All right. Okay. So these are like rapid fire questions. So just answer them oh, fast. Oh, first thing? Yeah. Be honest. Am I, do you think I'm a good Apex player? Like, do you like playing with me? You're better than you were. Yes. It is true. Not exactly okay. the answer I was looking for, but. That's okay. Okay. What is your favorite setting for like a fantasy book? Um, like just like in general, like favorite. If it's like a kingdom and it's like the, I don't know, 1600s or just any kind of fantasy uh, or something book. What is your favorite setting? Uh, like uh, just medieval and like there's like a little village and it's like really grassy around it. That's if that's what it's picturing or if that's what it's. But it yeah. puts into my head, then that's what I want. <laughs> okay. That's, that's my favorite. Okay. Uh, what Have you ever gone viral online? No, never. Really? Didn't, uh, didn't like a video? Well, I guess it didn't go viral, but tells me like a Bachelor video for you. 
Oh, yeah. Well, see, that it's. I was in the video, but it wasn't my video. Um, I wouldn't say it was viral, though. I mean, it was like semi-viral. It was semi-viral. I mean, it got like hundred hundred thousand views or something like that. But everyone's forgotten about it. I don't remember my name. <laughs> no one sends you DMs anymore. <laughs> Uh, but I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, if you're going on a first date, where do you usually take your date? Speaking of um, dinner, it's a short date, like an hour long. It's a dinner, and just to make sure that I get along with them before I even think about doing anything else. Yeah, that's that's actually that's a good date. Well, then you don't want to put either of you in a position where it's like, oh, like I have to be here for like another hour. On yeah, this that's always date. the worst. And we don't get along, so especially when they're not hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm just saying it for the personality, but. Um, have you ever style. worn uh, socks with sandals? Um, with, with slips, not with like, not like sandals. Like with those slips? slips, is that what they're called? Like the sliders. Sliders, that's what they're called. Not slips. Sliders. Oh. <clears throat> You've worn socks with those? Yeah. Like, not like, I, I don't put the socks on so that I can wear the sliders. <laughs> I, I like if I already have socks on. Oh, then I'm sure you don't I'm take just... them off to put the sliders on. No, should, am I supposed to? No, 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 no. It's off? just. Oh, okay. It's just a, as long as it's not a common thing, you know. Yeah, but I that this, that's more like if I have to take something out like to the trash or something. I would say in public, I've never worn socks with any kind of open-toed shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, do you have any tattoos that the family doesn't know about? No. <laughs> that would be funny. I secretly I wish know. that everyone says yes, so then I can learn Just something. A full back head, too. <laughs> yeah. That's what I haven't swam with you guys in years. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do you think you'd make a good spy? No. Really? Why? I thought I you would like say yes. Good, if, I'm like danger, if I'm in danger, I feel like I would not have a good poker face. Mm. I feel like my face, my face would flush and I'd get right <laughs> Yeah, that's that's. I think that's how I would be too. I think everyone would like to think that they'd make a good spy, but yeah, I think that right. I could. I think I could be a good guy. Um, that's in the earpiece of the spy. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, oh, okay. do this. You know. So you'd be like the 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 person behind the camera and all the the gear setup. Yeah. With like the five screens. Okay, I think I know the answer to this one. This is one that I have. Uh, it says work or play. <laughs> like, which do you prefer? Um, play. Uh, uh, salty or sweet? Sweet. Is there a movie that you quote more than any other movie? Uh, yes. What movie? Well, it's either between Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith, or uh, Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Phantom of the Opera. That I relate to that one. Even it's just... Uh, what is it? 15,000 francs. I don't know. I, that's the one that I say all the time. I like that. Well, I shan't keep you late. And then you get this little squeaky laugh. It's the way but that they talk. The only reason why I would say Star Wars is because I yell liar, like liar, like in Star Wars oh. all the time. Yeah. And probably too much. It's, it's not funny, but it's, it's a habit. Yeah. Um. Okay. Three more. Do you, this one's more not like serious, but it's more serious. Do you believe mm-hmm. in second chances, like with people? Yes. 
Because okay. I, I need to get <laughs> yeah. so I have to believe in them. <laughs> yeah, I literally always say yes to that. I'm like, it's crazy if people say no. Do you have like a movie, book, or TV show that feel like it changed your life? Not like that dramatically, but like that made you like rethink something? A, a movie, book, or TV show? Yeah. That changed my life. I don't feel like I, don't... I have one that like changed. My... I have ones that maybe it made me think about things a little bit differently, but not one that changed my life. No, I don't think any have changed my life dramatically where I was a different person after having consumed Yeah. Consumed it. I'd have to think about it. <clears throat> what was your last impulse buy? My last impulse buy, I bought a new that those headphones that I use. Okay. I was thinking about saving up for them and then I had gotten a bunch of stuff for my computer and I was like, you know what, let's just complete the ensemble and I just splurged on it. Mm. They were not cheap. <laughs> I feel like you're not really an impulsive buyer, though. Like, you're saying you kind of save up and then you buy a bunch of stuff. Maybe that's impulsive. It's it's impulsive because... So I don't really want a lot of stuff. But when I want something really badly, I'm pretty impulsive with it. <laughs> so I just don't... It's just lucky that I don't really, like, want things a lot, you know? Yeah, that's true. Okay, sorry. This is This is actually the last one. Which celebrity annoys you the most? I know you're not like a celebrity guy, like you don't really care about pop culture, but is there a celebrity that just bugs you for some reason? Yes. Wait, is it Timothy Chalamet? Uh, or no? No. Just he's not that the people greatest. Think he's like hot is what bugs you. I didn't. I didn't like him in Dune because they made him all like he could beat people up and he was so, so small. <laughs> um, but not particularly. Oh my gosh, there is someone, but I cannot for the life of me. Remember their think name. of them right now what on the they? spot but there there's there is someone and they drive me nuts <laughs> do you know but, what they're, uh, are that like are they an actor or are they like a singer no no no, no. um what's the guy's name that that um that that uh he's like everyone, he's very polarizing um what, what did he just do recently oh he he dated kim kardashian what, what was his name oh pete davidson yes that's him i feel like everyone's hater hater um, hate or love on him, but yeah, he's just—he's just not funny, and and it just bugs me that everyone loves him so much. It's like yeah, when people just like rave it. about him. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that dude has never made me laugh. Um, <laughs> and like, I don't see the appeal if he's good looking or not. So but, yeah. yeah, so I guess that'd be one. There's a few though. Yeah, I don't think Pete Davidson is that like good looking. I think he just is like kind of fake confident or like confident, you know. Mm-hmm. Which maybe, but yeah, I don't find him attractive, so I don't really get it either, to be honest. I'm sure, he's a decent guy. I just, you know, I just don't. I don't, I just don't see the as appeal. a comedian, you would you don't really think he's funny, so you're like, eh. And I as a fellow you. comedian, <laughs> please. No, as a connoisseur of sorts, when it comes to comedy. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's it. So thanks for being my friend of me, and. Uh, who is your favorite sister? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Please don't see. answer you're, that. You're, you're in the Chelsea's top two. pregnant, so. You're in the top two. Um, wow, top two. Yeah, I, I, forgot, I forgot why you were calling. I was like, why is, why is Abby calling me? Why didn't she just text me? But I forgot that you had told me. Yeah. That you were going to call me. I know. I called a little bit later than it's I thought because I got recording later. But thanks for being on the show. And, uh. Thanks for having me. Well, we'll have you on again sometime in the next couple of months once I make my rounds. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. 
Abby okay. has, Chelsea has yet to try to even attempt to bring me onto her podcast. <laughs> I think I I've think, been blacklisted. I think they should do a um like a they should stream a D and D session as you as a dungeon master on their podcast. Oh boy! I think that would be good. It would be good. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to listen to it. I'd be cringing so hard at myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't but, ever. I don't like listening to myself. I don't think anyone likes listening. Well, that's not true. I'm sure some people do, but you, you could also sure. just there are people get people who love the sound of their own voice. That's for sure. Yeah, you could just get um those uh, voice changers, maybe, and one that turns you into a girl, a guy, if that's the part that you hate doing. Uh, but I actually I, like your impression. If I was on, if it was all online, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, that's true. But, anyways, I think I think they should do that. And if they won't, then I will. <laughs> or you can just make a your own channel. Yeah, that's a new true. Channel. Coming soon, hopefully. Uh, I really do want to have a a streaming D and D group. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be really fun. It would have a different feel to it. Because it'd be like a it'd be like a show as much as it is like a as a game, yeah. so it'd be kind of different. Cool. cool. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. Love ya. Love you too. Bye. Bye. What a guy! I'm telling you, he's my favorite brother. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You guys, I have four brothers. They're all my favorites in different ways. Something about Clay is he has the best recommendations for shows, TV anything honestly any content i trust anything that he sends my way but i don't watch all of them i don't watch most of them to be honest but every time i do and i actually listen and i heed his advice i'm never disappointed okay well that's it for today's episode you guys thank you so much for listening i love you guys so much bye oh, Jin Papa, Kesole, you're back on